In this week's uh, Parsha, we find the story of Nodav and Avihu, where the Pasuk describes how they bring a fire in front of Hashem that they weren't commanded. Hashem, a fire comes out and consumes them. Rashi, on the words Vatetzei explains what was the problem. Rabbi Eliezer says that the only reason the children of Aaron died was because they passed in the halacha in front of Moshe the Rebbe. Rabbi Shmuel says the problem was that they came in intoxicated into the Mikdash, and the proof of this is because after they pass away, immediately the Koyinim are being warned not to have wine before coming into the Mikdash. And Rashi says a mushal from a Melech that had a Ben Bayis, that had a household member. Rashi does not conclude the mushal. He just says etc. as it says in the Medrash, in Vayikra Rabbah. The Rebbe asks a number of questions. And to mention some of them, the Rebbe says, seemingly the Pasuk itself says what the problem was, that it was an Eish Zara, it was a foreign fire that they weren't commanded to bring. So why does Rashi have to go looking for other Pirushim, that they passed in the Halacha in front of the Rebbe, that they were intoxicated? We also know that when Rashi brings two Pirushim, there must be a problem with each one. And therefore, in this case, we need to understand what is the issue with each one of these explanations and why is there an advantage to the first one, and that's why Rashi brings it first. Also, why is it relevant to mention the names Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shmuel saying these Pirushim? And finally, why does Rashi start off a Moshal? doesn't give us the whole Moshal, but does include the important words, Moshal Melech Sha'ilei Ben Bayis. Either Rashi could have just said Moshal Melech, etc., or give us the whole Moshal. In order to explain this, the Rebbe focuses on the concept of Vatetzeyesh, which is the words that Rashi actually quotes, which seems to be this is the issue that Rashi is trying to address. What's bothering Rashi is the following. These words, Vatetzei Eish, were used in Chumash, just two psukim earlier, as a description to the amazing Gilu Yashchina that came down after the Yidin prepared themselves for seven days, preparing in the Mishkan. Finally, on the eighth day, Aaron doing his Avoidah, and Vatetzei Eish, finally the fire comes down, the Yidin are all excited, they're praising the Eibishter, and so on. So Vatetzei Eish represents a, a level of tremendous Gilu Yashchina. Suddenly over here, the Pasuk uses Vatetzei to describe such a harsh punishment and not of an avihu. This is what leads Rashi to understand that the problem was not in the avoida itself. Essentially, the avoida of not of an avihu would have not been a problem. In other words, it would have brought down Gilu Yashchina. Rather, what's the problem? In the way they approached it. In the way they approached this particular avoida. And this is why Rashi says, Loi they did not die, but only because of these reasons. In other words, it's not because of the avoida itself. The avoida itself, that would have brought down even Gilu Yashchina. The problem, however, was that the first Peter Shirashi gives is, that they pask in the halach in front of the Rebbe. Which halach did they pask in? It was this very thing. It was that they decided on their own now to bring this ash, this fire, without consulting Moshe Rabbeinu, without being instructed by Moshe Rabbeinu. So in other words, the avoid itself is a beautiful avoid. The problem was that they weren't commanded to do this now. Ah, you're going to come along and say, that should be such a harsh punishment, if the avoid itself was a good avoid. This is what Rashi hints to by telling us that Rabbi Eliezer is the one that says it. Rabbi Eliezer, What's, what do we know about Rabbi Eliezer? Rabbi Eliezer, despite his own greatness in Torah, he tells us that if a person says something that he did not hear from his Rebbe, causes the Shechina to go away from Yisroel. Ah, if that's the case, we can understand over here, not even Aviyu. Not only are they saying something that they didn't hear from Moshe Rabbeinu, they're doing it in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. So we can understand why there would come such a harsh punishment. However, the question then would be, 
If that's the case, then why is a fire coming out? Seemingly they're causing the Shekhinah to go away from the Eden. Why are we saying a fire of Hashem does come out? Which seems to be Gili Hashkinah. It's because of this difficulty that Rashi now brings a second Pirush. That's In other words, saying that yes, there was a certain problem over here in what they did. Not only that the issue was that they didn't ask about it, but there was actually a problem with the way they did the Avoida itself. Meaning there was a problem in them that they had drunk wine and that was the issue. However, even by doing this, while having drunk wine, Rashi is trying to tell us that they didn't actually go against the tzivoy of Hashem. Why? Because they were never commanded about this yet. And that's what Rashi continues and says. The proof for this is because right afterwards, the Koyanim are commanded to go and, and to not to drink wine before they go into the Mishkan. In other words, what Rashi is telling us with these words, that right afterwards they were commanded... Is coming to emphasize that at this point they were not commanded yet, and therefore, really, in essence, Nadav and Aviyu technically didn't do anything terrible. However, if that's the case, then why are they being punished and being punished so harshly? And this is what Rashi is hinting to by the words Mashal Melech Shahoyoloi Ben Bayis. The point of mentioning a Ben Bayis, the Medrash actually tells us over there about a king that had a Ben Bayis, that had a certain household member, that had gone to the door of a certain store, and the king killed him. And people don't know why the king killed him. Then the king appoints somebody else and tells him, don't go to the entrances, don't go to the doors of those stores. And that we now understand why the king killed the first person. But what's going on over here? If, in fact, he never told him what to, that not to do with the first person, then why did he kill him? And that's the Pshad Ben Bayis. There are certain times you don't even have to tell someone what's wrong. Because he's a Ben Bayis, because he's a household member, he's someone so close to the king, he should have known by himself what's the right thing and what's the wrong thing. And the same thing is true regarding Nadav and Aviyu that are on such a high level that on their own they should really feel what's appropriate and what's not. However, of course, the question will still remain, but to get such a harsh punishment for this, so the Rebbe says, this is what's hinted in the words that Rabbi Shmuel is the one that says it. What's the advantage of saying Rabbi Shmuel? Rabbi Shmuel was a koyin. And based on another Gemara, where it speaks about the fact that Rabbi Shmuel is a koyin godl, and we say Khan and Messiah Khan, and the koyin tries to be lenient and tries to be better, so to speak, for the koyin. And therefore, in this case, on the one hand, Rabbi Shmuel is telling us a pirush that maybe doesn't fit as well with the simple pshat of the psukim. However, on the other hand, he would rather do this than tell us that they did a bigger Aveira, which they're doing something that they clearly shouldn't have done, because going, in, in other words, being makriv the Eish, when they were clearly not told to do it, or doing it in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. Therefore, Rabbi Shmuel prefers to say that it's something that they should have just known better, but it's not in essence such a terrible Aveira itself. However, there is taka certain problems with fitting this into Pshut Mikra, and that's why Rashi brings the other Pirush first, because at the end of the day, the Pasuk says, it sounds like there was a problem with the fire itself, not only because they were intoxicated, and also why then does the Pasuk say, that a fire came out, and that's why Rashi brings the first Pirush first. The Rebbe now moves on to issue in Halacha in Rashi, and the Rebbe says like this, Rashi says, in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. The question is, why does Rashi need to emphasize that it was Moshe? Rashi could have left out the word Moshe, just Bifnei Rabbon. And furthermore, seemingly, there would have been quite a big offense to Aaron standing over there. And Aaron is their father, who they're Chayiv and Kibud Av. And they know already from the Aseris Adibris, of course, Kabit Savicha. 
So in this case, they were also not only heard Allah from Moshe Rabban, but also in front of Aaron, who actually should have been the one bringing the Ketoris. So the Rebbe connects this to a din in the halachis of Heseba, of reclining on Pesach, where the halach is that a Talmud does not recline in front of his Rebbe. And this is true even if it's not his Rebbe that taught him all of his Torah, he's not allowed to recline, as opposed to a child in front of his father, even if the father taught him all of his Torah, is allowed to recline, because we assume that the father would have surely been moichel to his son. Says the Rebbe, the same thing over here regarding Moshe and Aaron, because Aaron is their father. So even though, yes, in a certain sense, they were being Moira Halacha also in front of Aaron, but because it's in front of their father, therefore they're not being punished for that, because certainly Aaron would have been the Moichel because he's their father, and that's why Rashi emphasized that it was only because that it was in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Rebbe then goes ahead, Yenu Shal and learns a beautiful lesson from this whole Rashi. That even though on the one hand, Nadav and Aviyu are so great, but Kroyve, HaKadosh, they're considered so holy and so close to the Abishtah, nevertheless, they're punished. Because they didn't have the proper beetle in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. Rabbi Eliezer, again, although his koich and Torah is so great, he is the one that says that if you say something you didn't hear from your Rebbe, then you're causing the Shekhinah to go away from the Yidin. From here we have a lesson. A person should never come along and say, I'm such a great Talmud Chacham, I'm so great and so high. I don't need to get instructions from my Rav. Not in learning Torah or in the or leading my way in life in the world. Or in Avodah Hashem. Says the Rebbe, that's not the case. Who do we have greater than Nadav and Aviyu? And yet we say their whole Aveda was, Loi Meisub and the only Aveda was, because they passed in the Allah in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. And this caused the opposite of Gili Ashkenah be Yisroel. The Rebbe says, on the other hand, we do know that a Yid needs to put in his whole mind into the union of Limudah Torah. needs to be Ba'avanav Asag with understanding. So the Rebbe says, this is what Rashi actually teaches us, it depends where it is. The problem was, The Rebbe says, Yayin represents the concept of understanding and Geshmak, and it all depends where it is. Of course, on the one hand, when a Yid is learning, is, of course, of course, he has to have the full Avon of Asag, it needs to be filled and permeated with the Torah to the, to the extent of intoxication, but Mikdash, which represents the union of Tfilo, when a person is standing in front of the Eibishter, there one needs to have the greatest, greatest bitul, and therefore all of that seichel is put aside. And, and, and of course this means that then when he goes ahead and learns Torah after the davening, that learning Torah needs to be permeated with the bitul. How could it be the bandit of a person to have these two opposites together? On the one hand, using his Avon filled his mind with learning Torah and understanding. At the same time, being permeated with the union of bitul. The Rebbe says, this is what Rashi hints to the words, Marshal of Ben a Melech that had a Ben Bayis. In other words, because we are a Ben Bayis by Hashem, because we are so close to Hashem, we have that special Koyach from Hashem to be able to combine these two opposites. On the one hand, having the Seichel, on the other hand, being completely permeated with Alikus and bringing also the world and Alikus together in a way that when Mashiach is going to come, the whole world will be permeated with Alikus.